are so excited to have you here with us. If you are just now logging on in the comments, you will actually find a link to our Zoom call. So if you would like to be a part of the word today, you can hop over there and get ready to ask pastor any questions you have on how to be led by the Spirit of God. It's going to be great. Glory to God. Welcome. We love you. Like, share, subscribe in the broadcast still in uh, YouTube if you're there. Like it, share it, subscribe it, get it out to everybody. Uh, jump on the Zoom call and uh, let's get going. Ready go. All right. So first off, because it's a live Zoom call, I'd like to unmute everybody and uh, I'd like for them all to say hello and uh, let's put them up there. Everybody that's on right now, one at a time. That's awesome. So hello. Hey guys, how are you? Love you very much. There you go. That's awesome. What you pastor? It's pretty cool. It was neat watching uh, Kevin drive the truck. I know you're not watching us very much, but just watching you drive and I saw you reversing while ago and I was like, oh man, look at me. He's like, I was like, man, that's awesome. I really like it. Amen. Hey, buddy. Hello. Hi. We have others that are Good on Zoom as well that just do not have their cameras turned on because they're probably at work, but they wanted to be a part of the Zoom call. So thank you for being here. Like Holly's on right now. I know Joni's been back and forth of having her camera on or off. So thank you for being here. Yes. Yes. Amen. We just praise God for you. So let's jump into our questions. If y'all on Zoom have a question about being led by the Spirit, just raise your hand and uh, Buddy will help get that question to us and, and get, it, uh, get it turned on when we need it. So, amen. How we're going to communicate that, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Amen. All right, good. So let's jump in. If, if one of you on Zoom has a question right now about being led by the Spirit, uh, let us know right now. So... Um, what, can you kind of establish what we talked about, what we have already covered? Because we've already been talking about this, and it's been awesome. So Yeah. Well, yesterday we talked a lot about how to not, uh, how to confirm the leading. Uh, we talked about how to grow in that leading or how to not miss that leading. Uh, the day before that, you know, the leading of God. We, one of the things that I think that was very important that we talked about yesterday was that being led by God is 100% what he wants to do. Yeah. So if we're not led by God, we're missing the commandment yeah. because the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And so we want to make sure that we are being led by God at all times. And uh, one of the things I think that's important is that we, and we talked about this as well, is the flow of that leading is from the Holy Ghost into your spirit man and then your spirit your spirit will then let your mind know those things uh, so a lot of times we're trying to figure everything out here first this is the end of the progression this is the end of the your mind is the end of the flow not the origination yeah. of that flow and when you get that backwards it'll really mess you up and then a couple of days ago y'all talked about the main way that the lord talks to us is in that inward witness. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so very important. And so, you know, anybody that's on uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all of that, we have so many different screens we're seeing right here. It's <laughs> different today. But uh, if you have a question about being led, go ahead and put that in. And we did have a question that was in uh, email as well. Did you see that? I haven't yet, Okay, sir. let me see if I can find that as well. So, but uh, what other questions have y'all seen uh, that you know, that has, have come up and what questions, if somebody on Zoom has a question, uh, looks like Buddy's got a question. Okay, just open it up and let us hear it, Buddy. Well, I had the, uh, the um, question that came through the email, if you wanted me to give that to you right now. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so this is the question that came in. It says, in being led by the Spirit, how do you know the difference between a sense or a burden to pray in the spirit and a check not to do something. I think that was from Miss Marilyn. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, so repeat the question one more time so we can make sure we understand it correctly. Yeah. In being led by the spirit, how do you know the difference between a sense or a burden to pray in the spirit and a check not to do something? 
Okay. Well, one of the, one of the things that'll happen is what are y'all laughing at? <laughs> one of the things that'll happen is the uh, when you're being led by the Spirit, anything that comes up in your spirit, you're gonna. For example, when you're called to pray over something, um, you even if it is a check to not do something, you can still pray mm -hmm. by the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. So, for example. Let's say that somebody has a dream and they feel like the dream is from the Lord, yeah. but it, the dream is actually a, um, you know, like a tragedy or something like that. Well, one of the things that you have to determine at that moment is, did God give me this dream because it's going to happen? Right. Or did he give me that dream because he wants it prevented, mm -hmm. right? And so when you have something that's negative like that, it's one of, one of two things. And so what you have to see is, uh, regardless of whether he wants it prevented or whether he uh, wants us uh, to be prepared for it, he is going to give us, he's telling us that so that we'll be prepared either way, yeah. right? So most of the time, the Lord has no plans for calamity, so he'll want to do that. So her question is, you know, if something is a check not to do something, you need to find out first, is that a check not to do something? And you need to confirm that. So you're still going to pray about that and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. And you would go through the same confirmation steps that we talked about yesterday, the Bible studying the word, right? Knowing, knowing that word, then, you know, saying, uh, what was the second step that we gave yesterday on confirmation? I know the third one was talking with your spiritual nah. leaders. I know I got it right there. <laughs> um, we'll have to remember that. But yesterday's, uh, we can put the link up to yesterday's, but we talked about confirming it and making sure, oh, Is having peace. peace. It's the peace in your heart. Yeah. So number one, knowing the word. Two, checking the peace of your heart versus peace in your head. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, confirming. So when it's a check not to do something, it's good to make sure that you confirm that. Now, the other issue is, is this. If God's telling you to pray over something, then he's going to be bringing it up to your spirit. And we should basically be praying about all things when we pray without ceasing. So to me, I see those two things as totally different, and I, I approach each one differently. Okay, this is coming up to me, and whether I need to check it or I have yeah. a check on it or whether it's coming up to me to pray, I still have to pray. They're different items, but yeah. the first thing you have to do, to do is discern by the Spirit what's He wanting you to do with that. So, uh, for, for example, the other day I was actually on... Um, I was actually on uh, the platform and I was welcoming everybody to the service on Sunday morning. And while I was welcoming everybody to the service on, on Sunday morning, I had a vision in my spirit. It wasn't open-eyed vision, it was in my spirit. And it was weird because most of the time when I get a word or a vision in a church service, it's for that service mm -hmm. and it's for the whole congregation. This one wasn't. This one was for me and Nicole. This was for Nicole and I. And that was strange. But I had to discern, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? So I even prayed right there. If you go back and watch it, you'll hear me pray, say, Lord, what do you want me to do with that? Because mm -hmm. I didn't know. I was trying to discern, is this for now? Is this for Nicole and I, or yeah. is it for everybody? And it, whatever it is, what do you want us to do with it? You yeah. know? And so I felt at peace to go ahead and move forward. And so that's what we did. You know, so uh, we moved forward. Uh, we, and it didn't have anything to do with the service except that that's where I received it. But I had to pray in the Holy Ghost to receive that leading yeah. and seek the Lord on that. Well, and I know I've had at different points in time, actually recently within the last six months, a dream that was negative, mm -hmm. like I, and it didn't look super positive. And as I'm learning how to discern dreams and things like that, yeah. I check, I run all of those past you and Pastor Nicole to see if you have any leading. So as, yeah. as especially not just as you're learning, but especially yeah. as you're learning how to discern, submitting it to your leadership oh, yeah. is yeah. key because what I thought it meant, you actually were able to enhance my understanding of it and give yeah. me some instruction. And, and that's a part of the confirmation as well. But and, and here's why I think that that's a little bit of a funny question is, what things don't we pray about? Right. You know, in other words, we should pray about it, everything. You know, we should 
pray without ceasing. This is a command. So when we're discerning between that, we still are going to move. Our natural motion will be uh, to pray over it and pray in the Holy Ghost. Because when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you pray out the mysteries. Yeah. And so, you know, ultimately, whether it's something that God's checking you to do or not, you always want to pray over it and yeah. pray out those mysteries. So, amen. Does anyone else on Zoom have a question right now? Yeah. If not, Marky and I can hop in with some questions. But if anybody there or in the comments has one, ask now. Yeah. Put your hand up. Well, what I'll ask is, uh, buddy, if you if you have a question on Zoom, just wave at uh, wave at the screen. Buddy will get that ready, and he'll wave at us so that we know there's one. Otherwise, we'll flow here. Okay. So, all right. So, how would you best recommend? Uh, getting out of our heads when it comes to being led. Like I know for me in particular, yeah. the m moments where there's been the biggest opportunity to miss is after I've realized I've missed it before. Right. Like when when I when you've brought to me or I've realized that there was a miss, I my tendency had been to overanalyze and have fear come up that I wouldn't be able to yeah. hear his voice correctly. So how would you recommend, especially in a situation where you realize you've missed it, not getting in your head when it comes to following the leading of God? Okay. Well, the first thing is you know, to recognize that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound and disciplined mind. So if you have fear that's starting to come up, um, you have to recognize right away that's not God. Mm -hmm. So you can't dwell at that place. You must move beyond that place. Uh, the other thing, let me see. Uh, this is in John chapter 15. So remember that we overcome everything by this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Even our faith, right. So our faith is going to overcome these areas. Our faith is going to help us to think correctly. Our faith is going to help us to be led properly. We overcome by our faith. So one of the things to see, and this is John 15, uh, let's start at verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Well, we know that Jesus laid down his life for us, mm -hmm. okay? So what Jesus just told us is, when I go to the cross, you're going to find out that I'm the greatest friend you ever had. Yeah. Okay? So that he's the greatest friend we've ever had, all right? And so then you're going to see in verse, verse 14, it says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. So as we follow his commands, we are, we are his friends. And then he says, verse 15, no longer do I call you slaves or servants, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. All right? He says, but I have called you friends. Now, I want you to see that. Jesus called you a friend. Yeah. Jesus called you a friend. He said, I'm going to prove my friendship to you, but I, on, by my own accord, I call you friends. Right? And then he says, for all things I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. So now... You, we might not know yet and might not have discerned what is God and what isn't God. But the first thing that we need to do if we're born again is we need to have peace that God's going to let us know what we need to know. Yeah. You see? And so then, we, because if we go into that, and a lot of times what's happening when we're just trying to sit in there and we're ratcheting out all of these stuff, how's this going to work, what wisdom do I need, all of these things, and we're working, 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 what we're not doing is trusting by faith right. that Jesus is our friend and that he's going to bring those things to us. And so you start to see that, okay, I need to believe by faith he's going to show me what I need when I need it. And then over in Acts, it even, it even says, listen, uh, when you go before, or maybe not Acts, but it gives us this idea that when you go before the people and you're held up in front of them, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say, mm -hmm. right? The Holy Spirit will give you. In other words, that shows us that not only will the Holy Spirit give us the words to say, but the Holy Spirit to give us the words, he's given us wisdom. And so all we need to do is, Lord, I got a friend in you that's greater than any other friend. 
and the whole wisdom of God you will disclose to me. I don't have to ratchet it out and work everything out. Lord, I trust you. Now, see, that's not being lazy. That's not being lazy. That's being faithful. Yeah. That's following his plan that he put down. And what did he tell us to think on? Did he tell us to think about the problems? No. Did he ever tell us in here, think about the problems? No. I, I don't remember one time where he says, think about the problems. What did he tell us to think about? So he told us in, he told us in Philippians 4, think on things worthy of praise, mm -hmm. which is where, and put this in the comments, uh, one, of, one of the things that's so great is, if it doesn't cause you to raise your hands and praise, then don't think on it. Yeah. You know, if it's not, if what I'm thinking on doesn't cause me to raise my hands and praise, I don't need to think about it, yeah. right? But then also you see over in Joshua, let's look there, Joshua chapter 1 and uh, verse 8. Do, do, do. Here's something else that he told us to think on, and, and this I think is very important. Joshua chap, chapter 1 verse 8, this book of the law or the word, okay, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then, when you meditate on it day and night, when you meditate on the word, when you meditate on his promises, when you meditate on the rhema, the revelation of God, when you meditate on his goodness, I, I sent you a verse this morning, forget not any of his benefits, yeah. right? We're supposed to meditate and remember his goodness, his benefits, his power, yeah. his arm that's strong towards us to protect us and bless us, right? We're supposed to meditate on his benefits, meditate on his word. He says, when you do that, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Yeah. So when we take what we're hearing and it's on the problem, then we're meditating on the opposite of what God told us and we're not going to have the leading. And so what happens is the Lord's trying to get leading to you, but you're thinking over here, instead of looking to him, you're looking at, at the other problems. And so what yeah. he's trying to get to you and to us, we won't receive. And so we have to make sure that we you know, focus on him and keep our eyes on him and on the promise. Like Peter, when he walked on the water, he, he started paying attention to the promise and the word. And so he walked on water. But when he turned his eyes and his thinking away from the word, he sunk. Yeah. Right. So we got we to gotta always meditate on the promise in that way. So. Amen. 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 Hey, listen, uh, if you're just watching, if you're jumping on here, we have a live Zoom. They're going to put it in the comments right now. You can click on it. Join us with Zoom. Uh, uh, if you would, show us in the control room. Show us the uh, people watching on Zoom. And uh, when it comes to you, y'all wave. There you go. Amen. Glory to God. We love you. Hey. In case you were wondering, that is Pastor right there. Yeah. I think that's ah. him. <laughs> Hello. So, Amen. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't double myself. <laughs> we love you. And so we got a live Zoom call. If you have questions about being led, jump on Zoom and uh, send us a question. If you can't do that, just put one in the comments. And uh, we, we're so happy to have you. So amen. And I see uh, Miss Hannah's comment on here. She's in the studio today. Hello. Hello Good to see you. Amen. Miss Joni is, is watching. My mom's watching. Hey, Mom. Mom, I was trying to call you this morning, and I ran out of time. But <laughs> I'll have time this afternoon, so look for it. <laughs> Serena Ann Crabtree is here. She just said, hey, everyone. Serena. Serena. Serena Ann. Amen. Glory to God. We love y'all. So, okay. All right. If you have a question on Zoom, just wave your hand, and uh, Buddy will recognize it, and he'll get our attention to get back to you as soon as we finish the next one. So, amen. Uh, so what's next? Would you say what you just said, would you say thinking on the problem, would you would you be able to categorize that as like the number one, or maybe not number one, but some of, one of the major hindrances to being led? Is that something that's like a major? Yeah, I think, yeah, not meditating on the promises would be, because that's what I was saying yesterday. You know, we talked about one of the major hindrances was not being obedient to what the Holy Spirit has already led. So when you're thinking on the problem, if you can, if you can think about it this way, if I think on the promise, yeah. 
then I'm going to have success. Then it, in other words, what that's saying is if I don't think on the promise, I'm not going to have success. And if I actually think on not just not thinking on the promise, but I think on the problem, that will draw me there sooner. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, one of the things that you see is that when we meditate on that promise, it starts to become us. We start to expect that. And expectation is a key of the manifestation. So faith works by love. So love supports faith. But faith actually manifests everything that we hope for. And part of that is what we expect. So if we're believing God for leading, but we have no expectation of him right. actually leading us, then faith is not going to produce that leading. It'll actually you know, end up being nothing. So we want to make sure that we're operating by love, which is following his commandments, by faith, which trusts his commandments to follow them, and by hope, which expects those commandments. So this process, all of those things, we want to, it is a hindrance to not think about, yeah. not think on the problem. So, you know, many of you have heard this uh, story before, but I had this several years ago. I think it was 2014 was a really, really stinky year for us, you know. And, I mean, we had good fruit, but in terms of challenges, yeah. it was not fun in ministry. We, we had many challenges, and I was glad when the year was over. I yeah. was very, very happy. And so 2015, when we went into 2015, I just made, you know, kind of a statement to the Lord. Lord, we are not having another year like that. Yeah. And so we were in January of 2015, and early in one of those mornings, I got a phone call from Nicole, and she told me two pieces of news about the church. And both of them were very bad. If, if it manifested, it was very bad. Well, I had learned enough that if when I thought about something... All right, I got to take that thought captive, okay? So I took, and I'm talking about leading, okay? I'm, we're, we're talking about leading, but we're also, a lot of leading comes to what you what your question was is, what do we think on? Yeah. And so I, I came to that position, and I, I came to know this, that when I thought about the problem, my job was to take that thought, uh, take that thought uh, captive and pray over it in the Holy Spirit until I felt the breakthrough, right? And once I felt the breakthrough, then drop it and don't go back to that yeah. thinking. And so I did that probably 10 times that day. So the problem would come up in my thoughts, right? And it would come up in my thoughts, and I'd go, oh, I recognize that, which is good. Yeah. Like, this is a big step. This, I mean, this changed everything <laughs> in our walk, but it wasn't the end. Yeah. I, we were down the road spiritually, but we weren't at the end of it. Yeah. And uh, so one of the things that happened was uh, I thought about it. I'd pray about it in the Holy Ghost till it was prayed through. And I probably did that 10 times that day. And I got to the end of the day and I was discouraged. Have y'all yeah. ever been there? Have you ever like, I'm trying, but I'm so discouraged, you know? Sure. And that was me that day. And I said, Lord, and I, I got, I was righteously frustrated. Okay. I was like, this should not be this way. Yeah. I recognize this is wrong. And so why is it wrong? And so what I did was I said, Lord, now we're not having another year of discouragement. Like I'm trusting you to not have it. Uh, we're not having it. And, and I said, I need your help because I'm feeling discouraged right now. I'm feeling discouraged. Getting ready to go to bed. I was like, I'm feeling discouraged. And uh, the Lord said, well, what have you been thinking about all day? I said, well, every time the problem came up. Now, now hear that. Every time it came up, I said I would pray about it, and I would pray through it and cast that thing down. And the Lord came back to me and said, what have you been thinking about yeah. all day? And when he asked me the second time, I saw it. And, and I called it, and I realized what I'd been doing. And I realized that although I was doing well to cast it down when it came up, I wasn't believing that the problem was actually handled, mm -hmm. that he was good enough to handle it. And that's why subconsciously 
it kept coming back up to me. Yeah. It kept coming back up to me because I didn't believe that my prayers fully handled it. Which is the real root of the issue. Which is the root. Yeah, it was the real root of the issue. I truly didn't believe that it was handled. Mm -hmm. And so because I really didn't believe that God was good enough and faithful enough to handle it, because I didn't believe that, it kept coming back up to me, and that's why I kept thinking about it all day. And I was like... And so, in other words, Lord, I owe you an apology because I'm believing that you weren't good enough to handle things, to work it out, to bring peace to it, to work out all the details. I didn't believe that you were big enough to contact you know, the person that might be involved and help them and the other person. And it was, it was dealing with two different people that day. I didn't realize that. And because of that, I kept thinking on yeah. it. And that was the real issue. And I realized right then... I was the cause of my own discouragement. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the devil because all right, maybe the devil started the problem, but now I've we're handling the problem. It wasn't that. It was it was me. Yeah. Because I did I was not settled on God's goodness to manifest. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. And so because of that, I thought on it all day long and when I thought on it all day long, then I became my own discouragement. Mm -hmm. Now, praise God, I knew how to take the thought captive when I did think on it, but I was still discouraged. So I knew, and so at that moment, I knew this is not easy and it's not light. There's something else wrong there. Even though I'm doing this well, and I thought I was doing it 100% well, there was another level. And there was further down the road to go and to grow to And the Lord showed that to me. He said, you just didn't trust me. So now when I pray over things now, going back to your question, I don't think about it again. Like if it comes up, I just thank you, Lord, that thing's handled. Glory to God, I praise you. How's it going to work out? I have no idea. You know, I have no idea. And that was it. I don't know how it is, but you've got to learn to be able to trust in the Lord that way and really know how good his benefits are, how big his love is, and how much of a friend he is to us. Amen? Amen. So, and that, and that really, man, that, that changed things forever. Mm -hmm. That, that day, getting that, because I realized I caused my own problems. I caused my own weight. And literally from 2015, the weight of ministry was never the same again. Amen. So the weight in your life can be never the same again. It can be so much lighter if you'll hear what I just said and grab a hold of it and make yeah. it yours. So I think Buddy had a question. I see uh, Jan online. Amen. Hi, Buddy. Oh, hi, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, I didn't realize I was on me. Uh, real quick question for you, Pastor, um, and you know, for anyone who would like to give some input. Um, when it comes to being led, I, I noticed that my ditch has been to try to um, kind of stop and go and stop and go and stop and go and stop and go. Like, I can't move until I have the next leading, you know, you know what I mean? And it can kind of be at this irritating stop and go process. Where's, where's the balance between flowing in the spirit and that, and that just rigid no, I'm, I'm staying here until I have leading and then I'll take the next step and wait. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's, well, do y'all have anything to say to that? I think one thing that jumped out as soon as Buddy started talking is I've, I've been, as I was saying, I, that's what I would do is, especially if I thought that I could miss it, is I'd get nervous about it. And one thing that pastors talked to me about was, until the Lord specifically changes your direction, you just keep going. Like you do the last thing the Lord tells you to do unless the Lord has said, stop it. And if you're like, like, let's say the Lord told you to be cleaning the toilets, like at the church, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You know that you heard it, your pastor confirmed it, and that's your leading. And six months down the road, you something comes up like, you know, I think it may be time to stop until you know that you know that you know that you've that you're supposed to stop. You keep going and you do that thing. And I think that for me, when I would feel a shifting in something, that's when I would try and stop and be like, okay, Lord, is this you? Should I stop now? Instead of just continuing on with the direction that the Lord gave me. And when I realized that the Lord isn't 
um, isn't flippant in his directives that when he calls us to do so, something, it's typically for a good period of time and to not rush it. Cause that's what I would do is I would try to rush through what the Lord told me and get, and, and feel like I've gotten log jammed instead of giving myself to the full process of it. And just trusting, like you were saying, that the Lord's big enough to talk to me yeah. when he wants to say something to me. He's capable of speaking my language. He's capable of talking to me through others. So even if it's not my inward witness, he can talk to me through you. He can talk to me through you. He knows how to get my attention if he needs to get my attention. And it really took a lot of the pressure of being led by the Lord off of me, knowing God knows, God knows how to get loud if he needs to get loud. Like if, if I'm not listening, he'll get loud for me to hear him. It just took a lot of the weight that I used to feel off. Yeah. Amen. And that's, you know, when, when you really, it really comes down to trusting the Lord. I mean, mo pretty much all of our issues come down to do we really trust him yeah that's that's the ultimate issue do we really trust him that that really is the ultimate issue and most of the time the truth is we don't we think we do see we have a an entrance trust mm -hmm. but we don't have a trust to really walk with him you know does that make sense yeah. and many people are not willing to put that on the table because they don't want to say lord i don't trust you but the issue is we haven't trusted him. Right. It really is a true faithfulness towards him. And so, you know, in consistency, it also comes down to trust. Why would we, why would we start trusting and then be inconsistent is because we stop trusting. So it's, and I want you to see this because, and here's what will help you with this, is in being led and in flowing with the Holy Ghost, it's a move of the Spirit, yeah. right? So look at Galatians 5, 22 and 24 through 24, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. So this is the fruit of the Spirit or the production of the Holy Spirit in us. Yeah. Okay. Now, you have to understand that if you have the Holy Ghost, fruit is going to be produced unless you block the flow. Right. Okay. And it'll show us how we block that flow. So as long as we get the Holy Ghost and allow him to flow, he will produce himself through us, right? So it's not, it's not hard to have the fruit of the Spirit. It's just don't block his flow. Yeah. Don't block who he is, okay? So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Yeah, peace talks about a consistency as well. It's like we would have a break in our peace. If we had inconsistency in our walk, we're breaking that peace. Where it would be peace, we're breaking it. Uh, continuing on, patience. So, see, the Holy Spirit will help me have continued peace. The Holy Spirit will manifest through me patience if I won't block the flow of it, right? So a lot of times we'll block the flow of patience because yeah. it now intrudes into our lives. That's super good. Yeah, it... So I don't like that you didn't go two seconds after the light turned green. Now what I'm doing is because I don't like it and it's on my flesh, I'm blocking the flow of the patience. So I can sit there and just be like, sit all day, you know, even if I'm in a rush. Now I may say something, yeah. you know, at, at different times, but I have to ask this question. Why am I saying this? Yeah. Am I saying this because I'm impatient? You know, a lot of what I would say today towards that or against that is because I want to help people grow to become better fruit producers, right? I want, I want people, I'm constantly teaching. I'm constantly trying to help people to uh, let the Lord flow through them. And so a lot of what even I would say is to help that. But I have to check that, you know, because there's times when I'll get going down the road and it's like, oh my goodness, you know. And I'll, have y'all noticed, have y'all noticed right now, like in the last two months, Everybody has slowed down everything. Like their decision-making ability has slowed down to turtle speed. Have you noticed that? It's because of what's been going on in the world as part of it. But anyway, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, and here's the one I really want to get to besides patience, self-control. Yeah. So see, the issue is we really have not had very much self-control. 
we've not had very much patience, yeah. perseverance, or conviction to stay steady. Yeah. So if we're going to follow the command to not grow weary in well-doing, that directly relates to, it directly relates to our staying steady. If we're not going to grow weary, if we grow weary, we're going to be on again, off again, on again, off again. I believe it, I don't believe it. I trust, I don't trust. But see, we've got to let the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our self-control flow through us. Yeah. So again, the Holy Spirit will be the Holy Spirit if we won't block His production yeah. in us. He's given us the ability. The whole reason this verse, these verses were written was to show us that we can block His flow. Yeah. But we're supposed to give ourselves to this fruit. So we have to train ourselves to be allowers of the flow of the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, and so then he says in verse 24, he's, or he says, against, if you'll have self-control, if you'll have the fruit of the Spirit against these things, there's no law. In other words, you flow in these things, your life's going to be good. Your, your life's going to be awesome. He said, now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Yeah. So many times, many, many times, our inconsistencies our passions and desires that we have not dealt with. That's what it is. Many times our inconsistencies are passions and desires that we have not dealt with. So now I want you to look, and so that's, we, we'll, we'll have that inconsistency if we have not dealt with it. So like you and I, Nicole, were talking about, you know, what are you thinking on? You know, some things that you have been thinking on that were causing you, you know, a stutter step, you know. What are you thinking on? And, and one of the things that, that we were talking about, and, and I think this is a good reality, and it's not just for you. I learned this with myself. You've seen it with you, is when the Lord tells us to resist the devil, mm -hmm. he's not, and resist and crucify the flesh, he's not just telling us, but you can let a few things happen. Yeah. He's saying deal with it all. Yeah. Deal with every bit of it. And a lot of times, here's the passions and the desires of the flesh. A lot of times, the things that are causing us problems are what we consider normal. They're thing, but they're not normal with God. For example, if I think on problems, that is demonic thoughts. Mm -hmm. If I, that's a, the origin of thinking on problems is from the curse, which came about from a demon yeah. enticing mankind to, after the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Yeah. All of that curse came into the world because the devil tempted a man and a woman. And when that man and woman thought on those things, all of that opened up. So when I think about problems that are a part of the curse, I'm thinking on the curse that I'm redeemed from. Right. If God is leading us, if thanks be unto God who's always leading us to triumph, put this in the comments, 2 Corinthians 2.14. If, if God is always leading us to triumph and manifesting through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place, if I take him by the hand, then for me to not think on triumph is demonic. Yeah. You see, it, I'm following a doctrine of devils, not the doctrine of the Holy Ghost, because the Holy Ghost wrote this. Right. And so when I climb, think about this, when I climb into negative thinking, when I climb into problems, when I climb into, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, when I, when I forget some of his benefits, in other words, then I'm climbing into a pig pen of dung yeah. and dirt and garbage and trash, and, and I'm rolling around in it expecting God to save me when I climbed into it on my own. Yeah. So when he told us to resist him, we can't say, all right, Lord, please help me, and then all day we're like, oh, God, what am I? What's going on? What am I going to do? And in other words, I immediately reversed what I just prayed. Yeah. Because I said, fix it, but I showed no trust and no faith. And I went and climbed in the pig pen, which is a big mixture of poop and trash and dirt. And we don't realize, see, we look at, well, I, you know, 
we, we hear these statements in the world, you know, well, it's just normal for a mother to worry about her children. No, it's demonic. Yeah. It, it is the doctor, what the Bible calls doctrines of devils. He said, there is no fear in love. How many times does he say, fear not, cast your care on me. Do not worry. Do not be anxious. Cast your care on me because I care on you. In other words, I can enter into that moment and I can have that care and I'd say, this isn't mine. That's Jesus's to handle. Yeah. He's already handled it on the cross. This is a non-issue. Right. Now, it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means that thing's already solved and handled. I ain't even got to think about it. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for handling that. Thank you, Father, for working through that. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. I honor you. I worship you. Thank you, Father. Lord, you're about to bring about something awesome. Yeah. And see, when that really gets in you, you, you're on the victory side. You're already, you're already over it, you see? And so, but what we'll do is we've been taught in a corrupted world, and in that corrupted world, we've been taught habits that are corrupted. And we think that those corrupted habits are normal. If you, if you listen to uh, Brother Tracy Harris thing, no more curse. Yeah. He, and, and the Lord really dealt with him and, and taught, told him, he said, the church is calling normal what I call a curse. Yeah. Right? The church has been calling normal what I call a curse. And that means if it's a curse, we need to deal with it. We need to deal with that thing. And uh, we don't we don't let it have its way. No, occupy till I come, he yeah. says. You you're the overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. Deal with that thing, you see? And so we've not been dealing with it. We've just, just been calling it normal. And because of that, we've had this stutter step, you know, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again, on again. And we we got to follow the commands of God or else we're never going to see his promises in full yeah. unless we start applying these things in the word. So, you know, when we look at, and the Holy Ghost, the reason I read uh, and put this in the comments, Galatians 5, 22 through 24. If, if we say scripture, somebody put it in the comments, multiple people. So, um, so what you see is the reason I pointed that is where we need help, the Holy Spirit will help us to actually get there. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will help us to empower us with self-control, with patience. So we're not off again, on again anymore. Now, one of the, one of the things that you'll see is this is look here, this is Luke chapter 8 and verse 15, talking about producing fruit. We are absolutely called to produce fruit, and if we don't produce fruit, it's very bad, yeah. right? He says this, but the seed in the good soul, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and a good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance, with perseverance. See, we've got to see perseverance as normal yeah. and inconsistent as the curse, as the pig pen, as, you know, as abnormal. We can't see inconsistency. We can't see this yeah. as normal. We've got to see this as normal, yeah. where it's constantly rising, because that's what the Word lays out for us. Look at this, uh, Romans chapter 5. It says this, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 3. He says, uh, not only this, but we exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because yeah. the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So you see again, the perseverance. These are commands from God that we persevere, that we have convictions. I believe it's uh, Romans 8. 25, I think it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, here, Romans 8, 20, 23 and 24. And not only this, but also we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of the body. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. In other words, you don't put this on when you see it mm -hmm. with your physical eyes. And when you see the manifest, you put it on when you can't see it in yeah. the physical. So you put this on at all times. You put on hope, 
especially when you can't see the solution right. yet. Okay? He says, for he he who hopes for what he already who for who hopes for what he already sees. Verse 25. But if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. So see, we persevere. We have, and, and this is it. We've got to have a conviction of what we're saying we believe. Now, and I'll tell you this. That when I first started, you in in a walk of faith with the Lord, and as an adult going after the Lord, we did the same things that right. everybody else does. We did the same things. We were stutter stepping. We were on again, off again. You know, part of my greatest failure was a walk like this. I'm I'm called to preach. I want to go party. I'm called to preach. I want, you know, and I, I walked through that. But it I, it shouldn't have taken me so long, but it did. And, you know, but I'm here to help other people not take as long as yeah. we did. But it took me years to get that figured out. But then what I figured out was I was fearful that, that I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was, in other words, where were my eyes? You were on yourself. They were on me. They weren't on him. They weren't on his goodness. They weren't on what he could do. My eyes were on me. Yeah. I was fearful that I couldn't do it. And that was what was generating all of that. And so my stutter step was because I kept looking at me. I looked at me to be the one that, that had to receive or I couldn't receive. I looked at me to be the one that had to uphold the youth or me to be the one to uphold the whole church. I'm not up on the church. Mm -mm. If, if I'm up on the church, you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not upholding it, yeah. you know. It's Jesus that's upholding that. Man, listen, if I, if I didn't have Jesus backing me and the Holy Ghost producing fruit, we would all be in trouble. Listen, we need him. It's he who does that. It's God who does that. Yeah. Not me, not you, not you. You don't do it. You don't do it. I don't do it. It's God and it's him. He is faithful. And now look at this. Go into uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And, and this is when I really got a hold of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 13, and 2 Corinthians 2, 14, uh, because these verses really set me free. And so uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you but such as common to man. What that means is you will never face a place. Yeah. If you read this in context, what that means is you're never going to face a situation that you and God can't handle. Yeah. If you face it, you and God can handle it, Okay. That's, that's it. And, and that right there should bring some major, major confidence. Yeah. So 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He said, and the next statement is the biggest one. It's not, and you'll be faithful. No, it's not, it's not what it says. It says, and God is faithful. No, we will probably miss it. Now, I'm not wanting to prophesy that, but the odds are at some point, you're probably going to miss it, right? Okay, but God is faithful. In other words, God will help me even when I miss it. Which, tell me, besides Jesus, which person in this whole book, from front to back, which man didn't miss it? Not a one. <laughs> which one? Which one of these men did worse than you've done? Pretty much all of them. A good chunk. Uh, most of them. The heroes. Did, did, yeah, all the heroes, <laughs> go to Hebrews 11, almost all of them messed up worse than you have. Think about that. Mm -hmm. But they're heroes for a reason because they, they looked at God more than they looked at their own faults. Yeah. They looked at what God had made them in righteousness, not at themselves. And they said, Lord, <laughs> you know, David's like, I'm a mess, but you're faithful. And that's what I need. I need a faithful Lord. Yeah. I need a faithful Savior. And you are it. Praise the Lord. And you know, I won't fall into a situation or a temptation that me and God can't handle. And I might not be faithful all the time. Mm -hmm. You might not. You might not. But God is. Mm -hmm. God is. And all of a sudden, that will strengthen us. It will take us to a different place. God is faithful. And he's faithful enough who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. In other words, if you're in that situation, there's no reason you should be stutter-stepping because you're in the situation because God said you can come through it. Yeah. God already predetermined you can come through it or I wouldn't even let you in it. Yep. Think about that. You can come through it or I wouldn't have even let you in the situation. I wouldn't even told you about it. I wouldn't even be witnessing in your heart. 
you could do it or I wouldn't do it. That all of a sudden that gives us a confidence and oh, why would he wouldn't even be talking to me about this? He wouldn't even be leading me about this if I couldn't come through it and it'd be the best thing ever. Yep. He wouldn't even be telling me about it. You see? Always leading to triumph. Yeah, and he says he won't allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation we'll provide a way of escape also so that you'll be able to endure it. So even if you mess up, if you just have faith that he's going to protect you and he's faithful, he'll even give you a way out if you missed it. Yeah. So even if you don't win it fully, he'll give you an escape. Mm Mm-hmm. He's so gracious and he's so merciful. And so then you go to 2 Corinthians 2.14. But thanks be to God. Thank you, Lord. Just thank him with me right now. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you're faithful. And, And I'll say this. Thanksgiving plays a big role in this. Thanksgiving plays a big, big, big role in this. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Lord. You get thanksgiving on your heart. See, a lot of times when people are struggling with things, they're stutter-stepping, they're inconsistent, they're struggling with wrong thoughts, they haven't been thankful. Thanksgiving is the entrance into the gates, right? Thanksgiving. We've got, we need to become more thankful. Look at what he has done. Look at what he is doing. Let's start thinking. Look at what, for what he's working on right now. He's working out for you. He's manifesting right now. Let's get some thanksgiving yeah. in our heart. And when you start thanking him, you immediately start thinking, well, if he did that, he'll do this. Yeah. You know, that's what happened with the Israelites. They stopped thanking him and meditating on what he had done to take them out of Egypt. And all of a sudden, their heart got hardened, and they didn't think it, they could do it anymore. They started fearing and worrying, and, and they had to die in the desert because they couldn't take that into the promised land. They couldn't go. Yeah. They couldn't go to the promise because they had forgotten what he had done in Egypt and his power and his strength and how good he was. They stopped thanking him in that way. Right? When we start worshiping him, we're really thanking him for who he is. We're worshiping his goodness, his mercy. We've got to get thanksgiving and worship, thanksgiving and praise on us. He inhabits the praises. You want him to go to work where, it's, where the problem's handled? Start praising him. Yeah. Get him involved in it. So he says, thanks be unto God who always, always, put that in the comments, all caps, always, thanks be unto God who always, Always, put always, always, exclamation point, always leads us to triumph in Christ. He always does it. There's never a time, if you'll take him by the hand, there's never a time that he's not leading you to triumph. Always leads us to triumph in Christ. And then he manifests. In other words, he brings that spiritual thing into the physical and manifests it in our lives. He manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. And so when I saw he's always leading me to triumph, all I got to do is take him by the hand and do it his way. And here's the thing. Even if I'm taken by the hand, but I misstep, he'll catch me and put me on my feet. Yeah. Even if I miss it, he'll catch me and put me on, on my feet. You see? And, and so that's, that's the thing that you got to see is even if I misstep, he will catch me. Mm-hmm. He's merciful. He's gracious. So don't be in fear. Don't be in fear that you're going to misstep. That's why we take him by the hand. We take his mercy. We take his grace by the hand. Lord, I'm seeking to do this right. If I don't do it right, if I don't do it right, I'm trusting you to help me, correct my steps, show me the pitfalls, and he'll help us. And he'll lead us to triumph. It doesn't mean, you know, when he's leading us, it doesn't mean that we had the right direction. Mm-hmm. It means he has the right, right direction. And we're taking every step as a new direction as his leading. When, he, when yeah. he grabs our hand, it's not he's grabbing our hand not because we knew where to go. He, he's grabbing our hand to show us where to go because our lives have not been right. Yeah. And he'll lead you to the left or the right. He'll steer and guide your path. Yeah. Not because you had it 100% figured out because you don't have 100% figured out. And if we'll take him by the hand, he'll lead you. So now I can relax in him like, Lord, you know, I might be walking, trying to walk this way. He says, no, son, it's it's this way. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I might be trying to walk this way. No, son, daughter, it's this way, you know. And and so that's why we take him by the hand, not because we have it all figured, but because we don't. And then if we'll take them, we'll just say, okay, you're going to give me course correction in the middle of our trek 
towards triumph. Mm -hmm. You're going to correct me. So I'm expecting that if I don't get it right, you'll be gentle. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. You see? Yes, sir. And so now all that, that takes the pressure off. It's his faithfulness. God is faithful. Amen? Amen. Glory Amen. to God. Has that helped you today? I hope so. Put it in the comments. Share, subscribe, and uh, share it with somebody. Has it helped you? You don't have to have it all right. Now, we're not staying there. Mm -mm. We're, we're letting course correction and character development in Christ continue to grow and to make us who we're supposed to be, to be like him and to look like him. But we don't have to have it all figured out. We just have to trust him and take him by the hand and put faith in him. Amen. Amen. Has that helped you? We just praise God for you today. And uh, I hope that this question and answer has been fun doing the Zoom call with everybody. Just show everybody the big screen one more time on there. Everybody, we love you so very much. Thank you for joining with us today on the broadcast and on uh, Zoom. And uh, we just praise God for you so very much. And uh, right now what we're going to do, uh, we encourage you. If you would like uh, to give, we can put up the link. If you'd like to sow into getting the gospel out there today, uh, you can go to giveww.org. There's all the different ways to give, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, Facebook, cryptocurrency, all the different ways. But here's what the Word says. When the Word has been shared with you, then we are to share with, with our, of our material things with the one who's sharing the Word. Why? Because then when you share back, we're able to get this gospel out yeah. even more, connect with more people. It's a part of the partnership and the fellowship that God designed, not us, but God designed it. If you would like to do that, there's no pressure to, but you're welcome to give www.org. The information's there on the screen. And uh, did y'all get something out of it? Today? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Did it help you? Yeah. It helped me. Mm -hmm. I saw some new things today myself. Yeah. So, amen. The nugget on Galatians is huge. Like, I know you threw that out. Well, you didn't. Yeah. The Lord threw that out there in the yeah. midst of all of it. But, like, that's a key. Oh, my gosh. It's such a big deal on yeah. the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit, blocking a hindrance to the flow of yeah. God. That's huge. Yeah. Because yeah. how many times have we tolerated, like, laziness or yeah. impatience? Yeah. And it's a blocker. That's I know we, we, we don't realize how much abnormalcy has been taught from our environment and from the world. We don't realize how much. And so what we really need to seek is to root out every thought that's a corrupted world thought. Yeah. And how do we do that? What we were talking about yesterday, we wash, we wash our mind, renew our mind with the washing of the water of the Word. Yeah. And we have to get in there. We have to know this word. You know, think about what we just, excuse me, what we just talked about. If you don't know that God has basically commanded perseverance and commanded self-control and patience, commanded conviction, resolve over those things, then you'll be okay with being wishy-washy. But what you're doing is you're accept, you're taking God by hand, then you're growing weary and well-doing. And then you're taking them by the hand, then you're, then you're growing weary, and so you're back and forth, back and forth. Horrible testimony, horrible fruit, because yeah. you won't have any to speak of. It'll always, and you're just frustrating yourself all the time. Yeah. So. Adam on YouTube just asked, can a Christian lose their salvation? Pastor may address this right now, but we mm. actually addressed this in depth yeah. a few months ago. And what yeah, we, we can, sure did. We can put that link in the comments so you can actually go watch that full thing too. Adam, if you will hang on just a second, we will put that link right there in YouTube for you across all the different ones. And uh, we answered that very specifically. And uh, it... One of the great things about God is there's always hope in God. There's yeah. always hope in God, and we talk about that. So we'll get that link to you in just a second. That's a great question, and thank you for asking that. Now, it's an important question, and because mm -hmm. it's an important question, I took time to dive into it a little bit, and so I want you to, uh, I want you to see that. So Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I see that the Andrew Willings is... Mm -hmm. uh, they were interesting. <laughs> it's funny. They had swastikas up. Yeah, you can, you can cut them off. <laughs> Bye, sir. <laughs> See ya. 
Buddy just put it up right there. You can see it in the YouTube uh, comments and the Facebook comments. Can a Christian lose their salvation? There it is. Yep. So we just praise God for you. If you have any more questions, you can go to, let's put this in the comments right now. You can go to whatsright.com and uh, you can put up that, uh, you can go there, send us a message, drop in any questions that you have. We will seek to get back to you as soon as possible. And uh, again, if you're wanting to sow today, you can go to giveww.org. Every way to give is laid out there. It's easy to see. And uh, we love you so very much. Thank you for being here with us today. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to turn it over to Abigail to wrap it up. And uh, we will see you tomorrow at 1130. Hope do you want to bless the seed real quick? I do. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Father, we just pray right now over every gift that people have given. Let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you all to bless it as well. Y'all both pray over that to bless every penny that people have sown. Okay? Amen. Thank you, Lord, for every seed. And thank you, Lord, that it is having an eternal impact. Yes. Every seed that is sown today, we believe that it affects eternity. Yeah. It is not just a temporary thing, but their seed affects people's lives and makes an impact in heaven yes. for all of eternity. And, Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for their obedience, every person's yeah. obedience that gives today, Lord. We thank you for it. We thank you for your Holy Spirit guiding us even in our giving thank today you, so that we can obey you. We can follow you in this course. Thank, thank you, you for it, Lord. Lord, we thank you, thank you for the grace that's on this ministry yes. this year coming upon each sower now as they are obedient to sow into the soil. Lord, in Jesus' name, for every partner of this ministry today. I ask in the name of Jesus that this be their year of increase. Let their finances increase, God. We thank you that we've already had testimonies of people who, is so, who have sown in and they've seen thousands and thousands of dollars supernaturally erased. I thank you that today it yeah. comes upon them now. Lord, let the grace on this ministry be in their lives. Jesus, we thank you for the yeah. partnership that thank happens you, today. We thank you, Lord, for the grace of this ministry being upon them. And in the name of Jesus, we call their seeds blessed pressed down, shaken together, and yes. running over. May it return back to them yes. quickly, God, a quick return on this investment into the kingdom. Lord, you are a quick moving yes. God. And we thank you, Lord, that this will be a quick return yes. on this seed. In the name of Jesus, we call it so. And with hope, we receive their seeds and call them blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We love you so much. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Here's Abigail to wrap it up. Hey guys, that was amazing. Make sure right now that you like this video and you share it so that your friends and family can receive this same word and it can impact their lives just like it did mine and yours. But also, exciting news, starting tomorrow is Holy Ghost Weekend. It is going to be powerful, life-changing, and you are not going to want to miss it. So starting tomorrow, we have a graphic that we can put up that has all the dates and times. Starting tomorrow, we have prayer night here at the church from 6 p.m. until 12 a.m. And guys, yes, this is six hours of prayer, but it does not feel like it. Those six hours fly by because the anointing is on it every time. The Lord has commanded us to pray for a reason, and he blesses it, and it is amazing. The next, the next day is Saturday, and we have Soul Winning Saturday. The Lord has also told us, as Christians, we are to go out and win souls. So if you've been soul winning 500 times or zero times, we will be having a training, and then we'll, we will be going out. So there is no reason to feel scared at all. The Lord has told us to do it, so get here. You are not going to want to miss it. Then the next day is Sunday, and we will be having two services, one at 10 a.m. and one at 4 p.m., and we are going to let Holy Spirit do whatever he wants to do in those services. 
which we know is going to be amazing. But also, in case you didn't know, here's your little reminder. Father's Day is next weekend. Can you believe it? It snuck up on us. But with that in mind, we will be having a Father's Day service here at Boomerang Church. We will be giving away one grill to one blessed father. And we will also be having a gift card for every man. So make sure that you come here, bring your dad, bring your grandpa, bring every man you know. And that's all we have for you. We'll see you tomorrow at 1130. We love you guys. Bye.